you think you are? Hi, this is Brandon Bochinski, and you're listening to Bob Howard on the Power Play Post Show. And now joining us here on the Power Play Post Show, he comes to us from the Grand Rapids Griffiths. He's on his way to Des Moines, Iowa, to play the Iowa Stars. He's head coach, Greg Ireland. Greg, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Bob. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, Greg, uh, from last season this this season, definitely a change um, in the in the teams and in the players that you have on your roster from last year to this year. Um, does that mean your coaching style and the coaches also have to change their style? Well, you know, it, you know, from year to year uh, in the American Hockey League, yeah, your roster changes. You know, with with promotions to the National Hockey League, and we had uh, you know more than our share, and and players turning over and going to Europe or to other organizations. So we have a fresh influx of new guys, and we knew our team would take on a little bit different style. And um, as coaches, I think you 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 want to stay the course and do the things you want to believe in, but you also have to be adaptable and flexible, and that you know the personnel of your team is a lot different. So. Um, you know, what worked for you last year or sometimes even last month um, may not work now. And sometimes at this level, it's a little bit about survival, whether you have a, a ton of injuries, a ton of guys called up, you have to be able to do what's best for your team at that time. What has Kip Miller meant to this team so far this season? He's obviously leading the team with uh, points. Um, I believe he's leading the team in goals as well. Uh, what has he meant for this team? I know he was the captain for the um, all, uh, in the All-Star game and everything, but uh, as this team has changed and developed from last season, um, he's obviously taken on a greater role. Well, you know, the big thing of it is that, you know, with, with Kip's team, it's a very offensive-minded guy. And if you just playing with high-end players that can see the eight, he does. We don't have a lot of guys that have that ability, and sometimes Kip will make a pass that, you know, you wonder why he made it, it, it and then it's turned over, but, you know, he's, he sees things on a different level than some guys. You know, there's things where, you know, his game's a little bit off that way, and, and, and it'll cost you, but more often than not, uh, he makes a dynamic play, in the, especially in the latter stages of the game, and it's a goal in the net, and, you know, you're, you're going out with the win. You know, the big thing is I think he would have been a better fit on the team that we had last year just in that we had um, guys that uh, could play with him, the Hoodlers and Phil Poulos and such. And, you know, right off the hop this year, we lost a guy like Valtteri Filipula and a guy like uh, Jeff Hamilton to the NHL, and, and that really hurt the depth and the skill of our team. So we're, we're really trying to forge a new identity, and Kip's been a real asset in that way in that we're trying to be a little bit more gritty and greasy and, and try and, um, you know, grind out games as we did last night against Syracuse and, and just be better defensively. And, and Kip, uh, you know, is a veteran guy and he sees the writing on the wall and he's done a great job in helping the coaching staff spell that in the room. After a very good uh, 6-3 win over the Toronto Marlies at home um, where you guys had uh, lost the night before to the Rochester Americans, you had to wait, you had to wait 11 days to speak uh, or to, to play against the Syracuse Crunch. Um, what did you guys do to keep your, your players in tune with what, ne- what they needed to well, do against Syracuse? Well, we didn't expect our layoff was going to be that long. Um, you know, we, we actually we had a horrible, horrible uh, road trip on our way during and on the way back to Rochester. And I thought we played really well in both teams. In fact, the second team, the score wasn't indicative. We lost 5-1, and we, we had to, we outchanced some scoring chance-wise 17-6. Um, but we, our bus broke down the morning of the the night before the game, and we couldn't fly, we couldn't find any way to get home, and we flew out that morning and arrived in at three o'clock to play. So we gave the guys an extra day off after the All Star break just to kind of, you know, mentally recharge the batteries and get away from that. And then all of a sudden we came back to find out we weren't playing again. So as you said, that that uh, 
that little blip in the schedule will turn into an extended uh, abbreviation between between our two games. It was difficult. We really tried to up the intensity in our practice. We did a lot of battle drills. We did a lot of conditioning, but nothing, nothing simulates that game. We found this year with our club, even if we don't play a midweek game, we really suffer from weekend to weekend. We need to play a lot of games on a more frequent basis to establish who we are. And um, yeah, I didn't think our game was that good. We did a lot of good things last night, and we, we found a way to really um, grab a win. But uh, I know we can be a lot better. But we've practiced with great intensity over those 11 days, and I think in the long run it's really going to pay off for us. Is it good in the American Hockey League? Um, obviously, you've coached at other levels and everything, but is it good in the American Hockey League to do what you're going to be doing over the next four games, playing two games at Iowa, um, and then turning around, going back home, and then playing two games against San Antonio? Is it good for rivalries? Is it good for the fans? And is it even good for your players and, and yourself getting into those games when you know that you know, you're know you going to be playing two games against, you know, especially with like an Iowa team where you guys are probably building up a little bit of a rivalry with? Well, we haven't seen Iowa since, since you know a month and a half ago, and we've only seen them twice this year. So, you know, we, you know, for a while there, we saw them walk a ton of times, and you know, you build up a rivalry that way when you see a team, you know, four or five times over a three-week stretch. Um, but I think it is good to play the back-to-backs from a couple things, logistics. You don't have to pick up and get in your bus and travel six, seven, eight hours to play the next day, or you don't have to fly the morning of a game. Um, so it works for both teams. You know you're in. You know you're going to play. And I think the players settle in and give, give themselves a better brand of hockey. They know that they don't have to do a lot of travel, and they can just lay everything out on the ice. Um, and I think the second night you do, you get a little bit more chippy. Um, if you you know one team lost the night before, they come back with a bit more of a vengeance. You don't want to lose two in a row. Um, and the game takes on a little bit more of a physical brand. And I, and I think that's good for the game. I think it's good for the players. And I think most importantly, it's great for the fans. Absolutely. Now, not bypassing Iowa at all, the San Antonio games does return, uh, mark the return, uh, obviously if he's uh, on the team at the time, of Donald McLean. Uh, are you excited about that, seeing him come in and, and being able to coach against him? Well, you know what, I have a lot of, um, we have a lot of special feelings for our team last year. We we had the third best record in the history of the American Hockey League. We had a, and it was all due to a, a great group of guys that got along well, worked hard and stuck together. And, uh, you know, we keep hearing now we, we were loaded with talent. Um, nobody said that at the beginning of last year, but what I found was we were, we were loaded with character. We had an unbelievable work ethic, and Donald was part of that. But I don't think you can forget about Brian Helmer on that team. We had Brian here for two years as an assistant captain, and, and boy, we really miss him as well. They're both great guys. It's always good to renew acquaintances. Um, when the puck drops, uh, a lot of our guys don't know them, so uh, it doesn't take on that much of a special effect for them. And you know, both both sides are going to want to beat each other, so it should be a pretty good game. Now, you got a very good two-way player this um, offseason and a player of uh, Matt Hussey who played in the Penguins organization. I'm very familiar with Matt Hussey's play. What's your thoughts on Matt Hussey? Well, I think he's a tremendous person, number one. He's just one of the best guys we have in our locker room. I think he's got unbelievable speed. I think, you know, you say NHL speed, but I don't even know if there's a lot of guys that have his speed at that level. When he when he wants to skate and take the puck to the net with the new standard of uh, officiating, there's nobody that can stop him. And that's the one thing we're really striving for with Matt is to get him to utilize his feet on a consistent basis. He's a threat every time he wants to go to the net. Um, he's a smart player, a very intelligent player, and he does a great job defensively. He kills penalties. Um, plays power play for us, and uh, 
you know, he, he's a good addition for our kids. Absolutely. I, I don't disagree with you at all there. And, and Brad Norton comes over to you from the Binghamton Senators. I got to watch him play last year. And, and the leadership that this guy brings to your defensive corp, you, you, you can't take away from him. It's, it's, it's someone that when he's with you, he's only played 22 games with you guys, he's going to bring something special to the defense. Would you not agree? I, he's a great, great guy in our locker room. He's really, really settled in and become, a, as you said, an important cause in our leadership. Um, as you may or may not know, we had Brad last year, and the Ottawa organization claimed him off waivers, and um, that really put a dent in our back end. And uh, we missed him, and I'm glad he's back with us at this point. He, he, he was a very popular guy up in Detroit, did a great job with them, and you know, while he's with us, we're taking all the advantage we can of his strong leadership. Now, uh, this year versus last year, Jimmy Howard's progression as a goaltender. Last year, obviously, a very uh, offensive gifted team, um, a lot of character, as you've already said. And uh, you know, he was twenty-seven and six this year. He's twelve and twelve. Do you think he's taken a step back, or do you think he's actually just growing as a goalie because you need years like this? Well, you know, it's, it's part of the whole the whole growth as a young goaltender in this league. You know. Um, you know, our goaltenders were the benefit of a lot of offensive play last year, and, and, and there wasn't a lot of times we had to count on one hand where they either won a, won a game for us or stole a game for us. And, and in playoffs, uh, when it came down to the final series, you know, the, uh, you know, your, your goaltender has to play the other goaltender. And, and this year now, with a little bit less scoring, it puts a little bit more emphasis on our goalie. I don't know if he's taking a step forward or takes a step backward yet. I still think he's a young goaltender that's growing and, and has yet to define himself. There's a lot of accolades out there that he's going to be a, a star in the NHL. And, you know, I always keep telling our guys, if you want to be a, a star in the NHL, you got to be a star in the AHL first. You've seen a lot of tremendous goaltenders come through this league. Um, and they've, they've gone out and they've won not only games, but series for their teams. And, and I think that's the challenge that a goaltender, a young guy like Jimmy Howard or Stefan Lips, have for us is, is they have to be a catalyst and a leader for us, and they've got to have that ability to um, change the dynamics of a game. And, and Jimmy's just coming off an injury now, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing how he is down the stretch run. And if he has that, that within him, he's it at the college level, and, and now it's his opportunity to prove it at the professional level. Do you consider Jimmy Howard your number one goaltender for the Griffins? I consider our, our number one job wide open right now. Okay. Um, I think both guys have had moments. I think both guys have had down moments, and I still think it's up in the air. And um, as much as I've told them that in the last couple of days, uh, it's their job for the taking. Both have played very well. Stefan Liv has played very well for us as of late. And I really think that um, you know whoever comes to battle and is going to help us win games and get us into playoffs down the stretch is going to be the guy that we go with. Absolutely. Now, uh, coming up, uh, this uh, of course, Greg Ireland, uh, he is the head coach of the um, Grand Rapids Griffins, and we uh, are glad that he's here with us today. Um, uh, you guys got Iowa coming up for two games, uh, Junior Lassard, you got uh, Marty Wolford on that other side, along with Colin Peters. Uh, give me a little bit of a scouting report, what you guys know about Iowa. Well, they, um, they're a well-coached team. Uh, you know, uh, Paul Gerard and, and head coach Dave Allison do a great job. Of the team. They have tremendous work ethic. They're young, um, but they've got some dynamic guys. And, you know, you look at guys like uh, Chris Connor, who's just got that unbelievable wheel that's some games in the NHL now. Uh, Lundquist is up right now for them. Um, and But, you know what, they're a team that works really hard. They're really strong in their systems and their discipline. And um, they just come in to battle you every night. And if you're not on guard, they're going to they're going to come out of that with a win. But on the other side of it, if you come to play, um, you play the similar type game as them. It's going to be it's going to be a tremendous game. 
Absolutely. Uh, right now, you guys are sitting in fourth place in that North Division because of that little quirky world. If the if the playoffs started today, obviously uh, the Peoria Rivermen would jump you by one point. Uh, what is your guys' mindset going into this this final two months of the season to get yourself into the playoffs and make sure that you're in the playoffs? Well, the thing is, um, I'm not a believer in scoreboard watching. I think that that's um, you know more of a byproduct or an end result. I'm a I'm a process guy. I think if we take care of the details that we preach within our system and our foundation, and in the end of the day, then we'll win hockey games. And if we if we do that, we're going to win more than enough to not have to worry about fighting for that fourth spot. Then maybe we'll be challenging for a second or a third spot. Um, the uh, the North Division obviously is rounded out by the Rochester Americans, Hamilton Bulldogs, Manitoba Moose right in front of you. Is there a, a, a team in particular? I mean, you say you don't scoreboard watch, but do you schedule watch? Is there a couple games coming up against either one of those teams that you guys are thinking about even today? Well, uh, to be honest with you, no. I think, I think it's pretty special every time we play all those guys because they're interdivision rivals. Uh, we've played them to all, played them all very well this year. Um, but you know, right now we're watching Iowa because we're battling them just as much as we are Peoria or Hamilton or Manitoba. Excellent. Uh, I, before I let you go, Greg, I, I got to ask you: Did you watch the Super Bowl? Yes, I did. And were you happy with the winner or the loser? I don't. You know, to be honest with you, I, I wasn't. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. Uh oh. And uh, so you know, with them not being in there, and um, I so really you were happy that. Heard- they- you were happy that the Colts won. Way. Then, then you had to be happy that the Colts won because no Green Bay Packer fan would want the Bears to win. Well, that's true too. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a big Peyton Manning guy, and you gotcha. know, I just thought it was a sloppy game. I thought, I thought there was more turnovers, and you know, although the, the better team did win, I think Indianapolis at the end of the day was the better team. Excellent. He is Greg Ireland, head coach of the Grand Rapids Griffins. Uh, uh, Greg, thank you very much for coming on. We definitely appreciate it, and, and, and best of luck against the two games against the Iowa Stars. Bob, thanks a lot for having me on. Thank you. And we'll be right back right after this. Nobody talks to me that way. Nobody! Hi, this is Don Biggs from the 92-93 Binghamton Rangers. Hi, this is Brandon Bochinski. This is Grady Wittenberg, the voice of the Binghamton Senators, and you're listening to the Power Play Post Show. <laughs> 